Hey now, Rob Logan here. And what you're about to hear is a preview of one of our monthly bonus episodes that are available to our Patreon backers. This is the first 15 minutes of the episode. And if you'd like to hear the rest, you can go over to thegeekgeneration.com slash support and become a backer on our Patreon campaign. Doing so not only gets you access to this episode and more, but it also allows us to continue funding all of the content that we are currently making. So if this is of interest to you, please head on over thegeekgeneration.com slash support and become a backer on Patreon. This is an IMD Babble episode in which we run down the career of either an actor or director, literally just going through their IMDb page and kind of chatting about it as we go through. In this particular one, we are talking about the career of Meryl Streep, and my guest is Pumpkinberry, who you've heard on the show many times before. So enjoy these first 15 minutes, and again, if you'd like to hear the rest, thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Welcome to another episode of IMD Babble. I'm joined yet again by Pumpkin Perry. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. This time, we're tackling the massive task of looking at the iconic film career of Meryl Streep. Hell yes. I'm very, so we did. So Rob is still at my apartment. <laughs> I'm not sure when this episode Timey, is Timey, wimey, wibbly, yeah, wobbly. wibbly, wobbly. It doesn't matter. Rob is at my apartment, and we have been podcasting all day. All day. It's great. Legitimately. All day. Not even kidding. And we so we started with an IMD babble with Robin Williams. And now we thought, I thought to myself, okay, I want to do another iconic yeah. one. And of course, of course, we had to do Meryl. Yeah. So that's that's what we're doing. Mel's great. Yeah. Her first credit is something called Everybody Rides the Carousel, but only voice credit. Interesting. The show is, is. animating, um, animated tracing the eight stages of life from infancy to old stage. Oh, oh. this sounds like a, <laughs> this sounds like a it's um, like schoolhouse rock. Yeah. Or just something that's going on here. This film has got to be, listen to this comment. This film has got to be the trippiest thing I've ever seen. Am I allowed <laughs> to read these comments? Sure. Okay, I wasn't sure if they're copyright or something nah. like that. Okay. All right. Well, we're reading your comment whoever you are Person. from 2003. Public this film has got to be the trippiest thing I've ever seen. And I've watched waking life. Which is actually really good. I recommend it. Yeah. That's the comment, not me, but I also happen to agree. Everybody rides the carousel has got this weird little jester guy, and they grow through all of Erickson's eight stages of development without really explaining them. It's true. They don't make films like this anymore. So they're saying something in the 70s was trippy? Yeah, surprise. Okay, well, now I kind of want to watch it. It's got a (laughs) terrible rating, but I'm kind of intrigued. All right. Uh, the next one is a TV movie in 1977 called The Deadliest Season, mm. which is a sports drama. Oh. And I don't know how high up on the list. She, okay, she's like third build. All right. So all right. she's up there. Jerry Miller, professional hockey player, gives into internal and outside pressures mm. and adopts a more aggressive style on the ice. Interesting. I don't know a ton of the other people in there. Mm. But again, we're looking at the 70s still. 
Right. So I don't feel like I'm going to know a ton of people here in general. Yep, I feel you. I'm right there with you. So speaking of the 70s, yeah. her next film is in 77. It's called Julia. And at the behest of an old and dear friend, playwright Lillian Hellman undertakes a dangerous mission to smuggle funds into Nazi Germany. It is very highly rated and won three Oscars and had another 18 wins and 24 nominations and has a killer cast. We've got Jane Fonda, Jason Roberts. Vanessa Redgrave's a big name. Yep, Vanessa Redgrave. I actually couldn't see the rest of it because I'm on my phone. <laughs> and it just Glover. cut off at red. So I was like, don't try to read it, peeps, because I'm not going to fuck it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then and then Meryl Streep is in here too. So that's like, that's I feel like a really good, debut drama film to be honest yeah that's incredible um there was a tv miniseries in 1978 just called holocaust that's pretty telltale about what that is Uh, she's on the poster too front center with james woods and michael noriarty which was uh what a way to start holy cow she wasted no time yeah and it's just like boom heavy stuff 77 and then when did that show come out this 77 one came as well? out the next year. 78? 78. Okay. Yep. So also in 78 came out The Deer Hunter, which got amazing ratings. Eight out of 10. Deer Hunter is a classic. I've never heard of it or seen it. Really? Yeah. I've never seen it, but it's three hours and three minutes long. Yeah, but I feel like we should add it to our list because it also won five Oscars. It's supposed 17 to be. 17 wins, 26 yeah. nominations. The cast is insane. De Niro's in it. I think this is one of De Niro's. Christopher Walken's in it. Mm-hmm. Well... Oh, wow. I think this That's is one incredible. of De Niro's early ones. I'm doing a quick rundown. Uh, Deer Hunter for... Oh, wow. Okay. Deer Hunter for him is actually after quite a bit. It's after right after The Godfather. Interesting. Huh. Why have I never seen this then? Um, let me read the synopsis here. It's an in-depth examination in the ways in which the U.S. Vietnam War impacts and disrupts the lives of people in a small industrial town in Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. Yeah, she did a lot of war stuff right away, didn't she? Right out the gate. I feel like war stuff was heavy. Yes, of course. Yes, you're and right. and it was certainly award bait. Like, yeah, they they say that for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, this is also I know we're typically leapfrogging, but yeah, this yeah. is interesting. Um, so right after that, she did Manhattan, which we talked about in the IMD Babble. That's right. Yeah, and I didn't know that. I didn't know she was in this film. Diane Keaton is in here. Yeah, and I guess I'm not sure what part she played, but I just find that very uh, interesting. Called Jill, it just says. Yeah, Jill. I just haven't seen the film, so. Yep, because Woody Allen and. Yeah, yeah, just never, never. Also, it was just before my time, really. Same. So same. I didn't get around to seeing that one. Looks like she did some guest spots mm-hmm. on a show called Great Performances. I'm assuming because they're different characters, this is something more sketch based. Yeah, she was only in two episodes there. Taylor is one of the greatest revivals in film plays for PBS television. Yeah, I don't know exactly what this is. Mm, interesting. It seems, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but I'm seeing photos of like Patrick Stewart and Julie Andrews and Walter Cronkite. And this is a long-spanning thing. And it apparently goes through 2015. Like huh. this show's been on forever. It says there are 46 seasons. Wow. I don't know what it, I think it's just doing plays. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's just plays it's just that they plays. show on PBS. Cool. So she was in one or two? Two. Two's in two. Yep. 
Um, then in 79, she does a film rated R called The Seduction of Joe Tynan. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Respected liberal Senator Joe Tynan is asked to lead the opposition to a Supreme Court appointment. It means losing an old friend and fudging principles to make the necessary deals. Bum, bum, bum. Completely unfamiliar with this. Uh, yeah, I'm... But we got Alan Alda in there, Rip Torn, mm-hmm. which is still one of the best actor names of all time. I'm sorry, Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Please. Do you think that's made up, Brian? That must be made up. I don't know. There's no way that's his real it's name. so good. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it's made up. Rip is a family name. Rip Torn was born Elmore Rural Torn. Okay. So he picked he picked Rip. Smart man. I guess, I'm but like, it. aren't you saying the same thing? That's why it's great. I don't know. It's I so think ridiculous. I think it's dumb. But it's memorable. It's memorable because it's all that matters. Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. Fair enough. But I feel like you could have done anything and you chose like, to have ah, your first name mean the same thing movie? as your last name. Who's that paper guy? Who's that paper that, guy? Yeah, who's that paper guy? <laughs> Rip and Torn. Rip Torn? Yes, that's him. All right. Uh, in 1979 also. Mm-hmm. The iconic Kramer versus Kramer. I've not seen that either. I have not seen or it either. Or even heard about it. Really? No, I've, I've never heard of this film. Wow. Nope. Ted Kramer's wife leaves him, allowing for a lost bond to be rediscovered between Ted and his son, Billy. But a heated custody battle ensues over the divorced couple's son, deepening the wounds left by the separation. Interesting. Huh. And we got, oh, wow. That also won five Oscars. Yeah, this is, Holy this cow. is considered a classic. Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep. Uh, Jane Alexander. Mm. I'm not seeing a ton of people, but it's really about the leads more than anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, then in 81, she does The French Lieutenant's Woman. It's a film being made of a story set in 19th century England about, oh, oh, sorry, about Charles, a biologist who's engaged to be married, but who falls in love with outcast Sarah, whose melancholy makes her leave him yes thank you <laughs> sorry short, <laughs> my phone cut it off and i clicked it and was waiting for it to loan um that i don't i don't know that doesn't don't sound interesting it. to me at all Same. for some reason but jeremy irons is in it and he's good and it's it's rated pretty well and was also nominated for five oscars she did not fuck around no she came out and was like i'm gonna be in dramas and i'm amazing i am the next Street. one at least What's the next one? Did I just, should I have knocked in wood? (laughs) Uh, The next one is a TV movie called Alice at the Palace, which is a... Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. It looks like a take on Alice in Wonderland. It says, uh, written by Lewis Carroll, in a way, and it says, young Alice falls down a rabbit hole and meets a variety of fantastic creatures, but if it's called Alice at the Palace, then clearly they're doing some other sort of interpretation of it. Exactly. Now, it didn't receive a super high rating on... IMDb. However, no. it was it won a primetime Emmy. So oh, she wow. she wasn't fucking around there either. Okay. <laughs> she was just like, yeah, I'm in it to win it. That's because she elevates everything that she's in. Yeah, honestly. she is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Okay. So then she does in 82, she does Still of the Night. Mm-hmm. A Manhattan psychiatrist probes a patient's murder and falls for the victim's mysterious mistress. Jessica Tandy's in it. Roy Scheider. Mm-hmm. 
Don't know this one at all. I feel like we're going to hit a few things before we really get to the... Yeah, to the meat of... Well, I, I mean, the next one. I feel one. like the next one's... Okay, I'm about to tell you something. Sure. I've never seen this film. Nor have I. Okay. It's oh, been referenced no. so Don't, many... Let's no. not fucking do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. It's too late. And this is two hours and 30 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, no so kidding. Yes. We will not make it We'll not make and it. And that is not the mood I want to go into nope. before I go to bed. Yeah, no But way. it is it is a 7.6 out of 10. It is. I should probably add it and it's we should one. probably also mention the name because nobody knows what we're talking about yet sophie's choice yeah. um <laughs> and yeah i know the premise already i know it takes place during the holocaust i already don't like stuff that takes place during the hall this is a movie that i feel like i should watch but i probably if i'm honest with myself will never watch yeah because you don't like that's that time period in that setting right yeah, yeah. I, w- I would like i was handed a book in high school um that book night the yes. and I yeah. handed it right back to the teacher. Really? And I said, I'm not reading this. Really? It, the All Holocaust the way back disturbs me. Yeah. And she's well, like, you still have to take the test. And I was like, okay. And I got a B plus. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I, yeah, I just don't want to. I'm not, I'm not re- It's too, it's too heavy. And I just don't want my brain ever going into that mindset. Yeah. I don't fair, like it. Fair, fair enough, I guess. And then that's, that's, you're taking a depressing topic and making it worse. Yes. What's the premise of that one? Sophie's Choice. Everybody references this. Like they come into her home and they take her two children and say, which one's going to die? You have to choose, mom. Oh, my God. Yeah. For real? Yeah. I totally thought this was like a different movie. No. Like that's (laughs) Sophie's Choice. That's why when people Yeah, people reference Sophie's Choice all the time. I honestly, like I can't even tell you what I thought it was. And they reference it as like insanely hard, impossible (laughs) decisions. Yeah, that's it. They're like, it's like Sophie's Choice. And I'm like, okay, all right. It's because she's choosing between which one of her kids is living and which one is dying. And they're like, you don't choose, we're killing them both. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Who does that? Okay. Yep. Uh, After that, 1983. Silkwood. And she plays the lead in this one too. She does. Um, and she plays a worker that's at a plutonium processing plant that is purposefully contaminated, psychologically tortured, and possibly murdered to prevent her from exposing worker safety violations at the plant. That's horrifying. It is. I don't Holy know this one shit. either. It's a seven point two though. Also nominated for five Oscars. What the hell, Meryl? It's Meryl Street. Like, what did she do prior to this? Was she just like born <laughs> on Hollywood? What? Well, when she was born, they handed her mom an Oscar. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you hear that kid's cry? Worthy childbirth yep oh, that was well that was this good has enough. kurt russell share craig t nelson oh wow it's more heavy hitters oh the next film that she's in she's back in with the nero again um, falling in love falling in Molly love gilmore it's a romance oh. related pg-13 during shopping for christmas frank and molly run into each other this fleeting short moment will start to change their lives when they recognize each other months later in the train train home yeah oh and they have a good time together what does that even mean oh it's pg-13 it can't be that good of a time (laughs) although both are married and frank has two little kids they meet more and more often and their friendship becomes the most precious thing in their lives oh wow we totally made that inappropriate and it didn't have to be it could just be it's called falling in love fuck off (laughs) you totally tricked us (laughs) okay in 85 she then does plenty where again she is on the lead cover 
of the poster, a young English woman spends 20 years to make whatever kind of life for herself at the expense of others around her in post-World War II England. More war-related. Yeah, damn, man. She just, again, didn't want to fuck around. Yep. She's like, this gets you, it's like that Tracy Ullman is on that. extras with uh, Kate, Kate Winslet. It's oh, like yeah. it gets you an Oscar. Another two wins and three nominations, um, and it was nominated for two BAFTA Film Awards. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the one I was telling you yeah, about. Yeah, you should do this one. Yeah, okay. You know so, about it. I don't. <laughs> 85, she does Out of Africa, which is my mother's favorite film. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, that is simply a preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com slash support and become a backer on our Patreon campaign. If you do, you have my many, many thanks because you are helping to fund all of my efforts here at the Geek Generation Network. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for all of the content that we put out here. See you soon.